Hello and welcome to the hearth fire. May your troubles be less and your blessings be more and nothing but happiness comes through your door. I'm your host, Caitlin, or as I'm also known, the Ruta Druid. And this is Around the Earth Mother's Hearth, a podcast about modern shamanic living for healing yourself, your community, and our earth. Hello and welcome. I'm so glad you decided to join me around Earth Mother's Hearth again this week. In this episode, I'll be sharing some ways to grow gratitude in your practice, witchy self-care tips for the holiday season, and a couple of spells to support you this dark half of the year. As always, I'll have the resources linked in the show notes for your exploration of this topic. I am going to be recording this all in one go, so my editing skills are not that great and you may hear lots of dogs in the background. Um, Just a heads up for this episode. But I also have a few housekeeping things that I want to talk about before we get started with today's episode. If you're enjoying the podcast, please leave a review wherever you source your favorite podcast. I don't advertise and I rely mostly on recommendations from others to get this podcast and my other endeavors out to the public. If this passes the vibe check for you or anyone you may know, please pass it on. Also, between now and Imbolc, or February 1st, all my psychic readings and divination services are 50% off. My goal is to work out any scheduling or communication kinks while we are resting this season. I offer different kinds of readings, including, but not limited to, tarot, ruin, a wheel of the year, chakra, animal, totem, shamanic rock divining, and psychic pet communication. You can browse through my services tab on my website to learn more. And if you just want to reach out to chat or join my Renegade Learning Grove group, I can be found on Instagram and Facebook at the Rooted Druid. My email is and my email is therootedruid at gmail.com. All right, let's get started with gratitude. So the definition of gratitude, um, there's many different definitions, but this is the one that I prefer most. Gratitude is one of many positive emotions. It's about focusing on what's good in our lives and being thankful for the things that we have. Gratitude is pausing to notice and appreciate the things we often take for granted, like having a place to live, food, clean water, friends, family, and even computer access. Gratitude as a consistent practice has been strongly associated with greater happiness according to positive psychology research from Harvard Health. Gratitude helps people feel more positive emotions, enjoy good experiences, improves health, helps people deal with adversity, and build strong relationships. Gratitude is the celebration of the present and magnifies positive emotions. Research shows that positive emotions wear off quickly. Our emotional brain loves newness and all things related to novelty. We love change and tend to get off on new and exciting things. A gratitude practice makes us appreciate the value of something and when we appreciate the value of something, we are less likely to take it for granted. Practicing gratitude allows us to participate more in life. We notice more of the positive and magnify the pleasures we get from life. 
we go from being spectators to active participants. What is not to love about falling in love with the life that you have? A gratitude practice doesn't just bring your attention to the positive. It can also help with these following areas. Support stronger immune system. Less bothered by aches and pains. Lower blood pressure. Exercise more and take better care of your health. Sleep longer, feel more refreshed upon waking, higher levels of positive emotions, more alert, alive, and awake. You would have more joy and pleasure, more optimism, happiness, more helpful, generous, compassionate. You'll feel more forgiving, more outgoing, and less lonely and isolated. Expressing gratitude does not mean life is perfect and it doesn't ignore the complaints, burdens, and hassles we have or we will inevitably experience. What gratitude does is encourages us to identify with some amount of goodness in our lives and recognizing the source of that goodness. In fact, gratitude blocks toxic negative emotions such as envy, resentment, regret, all of those emotions that can dry up your happiness. There's even evidence such as the 2008 study by psychologist Alex Wood in the Journal of Research and Personality showing that gratitude can reduce the frequency and duration of episodes of depression. Which makes sense because you can't feel envious and grateful at the same time. Those feelings are not compatible. You can't be happy with your life and envious of what your neighbor has at the same time. Practicing gratitude can change your mindset and help you see the positive in the life you are creating. Hey, did you know grateful people are also more stress resistant? So tomorrow is American Thanksgiving when this podcast publishes, and for many of us, the holiday season can be incredibly stressful, especially if your views don't line up with others in your family, which, if we're going to be honest, is the norm for most of you listening to this podcast. Creating a gratitude habit or a practice can help you face the serious trauma, adversity, and suffering that can come from the holiday chaos. Establishing a gratitude practice is beneficial, but that doesn't mean it's always easy. It's hard to establish or practice gratitude when you're struggling. It can be easy to blame other people for our hardships or not see the good in our own lives because we are so entrenched in the grossness. It's okay if this is something you struggle with, and it's okay if your gratitude practice is not consistent at first. This is a practice which means you will be working on this habit your whole life. Some gratitude um, practice examples that you could incorporate into your own life would be keeping a gratitude journal. This could be something that you keep up with daily or keep up with weekly. I like to list five things that I am grateful for every week. You can also stop and think about things you're grateful for during the day. I did grow up in a Christian home and we did grow up praying over our foods. And so I like to take this time that that habit is so ingrained in me that I like to take this time um, before my meals to pause and think about the things that I'm grateful for, be grateful for the food that I have in front of me and say a prayer to, um, you know, my ancestors or, or whoever 
that you relate to for the abundance that we have, um, especially around breakfast, lunch, and dinner time because having full meals is not the reality for many people in this world still. Gratitude jars, putting um, just daily daily or weekly or whenever they come up, writing down little things that you're grateful for and putting them in the gratitude jar and reading them monthly, or a gratitude tree. And this is one of my favorite ways to engage in a gratitude practice. Buy or pick a tree on your land and in conjunction with daily care, also whisper your gratitude towards the tree. As the tree continues to grow, you will also see your gratitude practice growing in your heart. Whispering nice things and whispering your gratitude to the tree that you are growing, whether you're starting that inside your home or outside. If we think about the root system of those trees, everything is interconnected. And in my mind, whispering gratitude to a tree and knowing that their roots are going to be eventually connected with the great web of roots and weirdness um, throughout the world, it's nice to know that that gratitude is going out into the world and maybe that positive energy could help support someone else or some other area. Um, and my little action of gratitude for myself, for my own personal practice, can also leave... Um, impact somebody else. There's lots of other ways that you can engage in a gratitude practice. Do what feels right for you. Do what feels good. Um, don't make this so difficult that you forget to do it. The idea is to start simple, start slow, and Do what's manageable for you until you get a nice flow, until the habit really starts to form and it feels good and you've got like a nice flow with it. All right, so now I want to get to probably what I think might be one of the most important things about this podcast today, and that's all about witchy self-care tips for the holiday season. As I mentioned earlier, the holiday season can be really stressful for lots of people for various reasons. I personally grew up in a very Christian family, very Christian house, uh, strongly Christian household, and I'm not. I'm, I'm definitely a pagan. And so the holidays of bringing all of those different beliefs together can be a little stressful and awkward. Um, so taking care of yourself during the holidays is so, 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 so important. And I want to just share with you some things that help, have helped me in the past of keeping my sanity and my mental health and my emotional health pretty stable during the holiday season. The first thing is, is try to remember that everyone struggles this time of the year. This puts you in a place of understanding if someone's having a bad day and they're yelling at you, it's not always about you. It could be about something completely different, even if it feels like it. Weather, loss, financial stress, trauma, these are all put into play around the holidays. 
If you can remember everyone is stressed to the max too, you can begin to see ways you can alleviate your own stress or the stress of those around you. Now, to be clear, this does not mean to be an emotional or a psychological doormat. That's not what I'm saying here. Definitely keep those boundaries up. Keep yourself safe and protected. This is just to expand your thinking of understanding other people are also struggling. And that's not an excuse for their actions, but it can help you navigate these emotional waters a little bit better. Um, If you know someone's going to be extra nasty around the holidays because of unresolved trauma, then you can pick out what actions you choose to do to either stay away from that situation or alleviate it for yourself in some way. Also, schedule space for you to do something you enjoy. Actually schedule it in. This is a non-negotiable time for you to replenish your energy. This could be crafting, exercising, watching your favorite movies, sensual time between just yourself or a partner, reading, taking the dogs on a walk. Whatever you do, do anything that brings you comfort and joy. You are refilling your cup. You're replenishing your energy. Do those things that fill you up. Shower. I cannot emphasize the spiritual power of a shower enough. Showering is restorative and protective. A shower can wash off energies of others, and you can use the water to place a protective film over you. You can use aura cleansing herbs like sage or rosemary, or you can find a local um, soap maker who crafts her own aura cleansing soaps. I get my aura cleansing soaps from Old Time Zen Herbal Kitchen. She is amazing. She's local to us. She's also a dear friend. And this is a shameless plug for her business. If you are interested in any kind of natural products um, for your shower time to help with your self-care this holiday season, I definitely recommend Old Time Zen. Meditation and yoga... Take time to snuggle with your furry friends if you have them. Grounding, go outside, um, sit on the ground for a little bit. I know it's cold, but sit on the ground for as long as you can manage. Go for a walk, be out in nature. I've also found that eating well is a huge um, support for me during the holiday season. The holiday season is huge for tasty foods and treats, and you can absolutely indulge, but in moderation. Think about how that food is going to make you feel later. Are you eating because you're genuinely hungry or because you're stressed and eating your emotions? Be mindful of the difference and listen to your body. There's nothing worse than being sluggish and feeling gross when you're already in a high-stress environment. I personally like to imagine I'm going to physically battle someone at my holiday events and I can't be in fighting ready shape if I'm five pounds of turkey and mashed potatoes in. It's also helpful to bring your crystal allies or any of your other talismans that you use as allies throughout the day. I personally like to keep petrified wood in my pocket that I use on my ancestral altar This keeps me feeling 
connected to the ancestors. They help me navigate through family matters and it makes me feel super safe. I hope those witchy self-care tips help you find balance in this really tumultuous time. This time is supposed to be fun. You're supposed to enjoy it. We are, we have survived. We, we, we have the summer. We are surviving the winter. We have everything that we need. This is a time to really party before the time to rest settles in. Um, so I hope that these self-care tips help you really get into that mindset of taking care of you, taking care of your space, but then also keeping that balanced energy and, and restorative healing powers. So let's get to the fun stuff. I picked out two spells. These are not spells that I crafted myself. Uh, these are spells that I found from the mental health witch, Annabella Rosa. She is a, she, well, what she does is she pairs psycho, psychology and data-driven information and combines that with rituals and spells. She really combines that with magic. And I'm a big believer that magic is just science that we have not explored or we don't have the right tools to explore or we, we just don't understand yet. So I really like the idea of using science with magic to help with your mental health during the holiday season. So the first one that I'm going to talk about is a shower power de-stress spell. Again, I love showers for cleansing my aura and protecting my space, protecting myself. And so this shower power de-stress spell is really way at my alley and I think you're really going to like it. So things that you're going to need. Access to a private bathroom with a nice hot shower. Private alone time. And anything that creates ambiance. Flowers, candles, incense, lighting, whatever. Start by making your bathroom beautiful. Give it a clean and build ambiance with candles, an oil diffuser, incense, flowers, crystals, calming music, or anything else that helps you feel more at peace. Make it part of a spell by prepping how you would for any other spell. For example, you may cast a circle, call in the elements, or set up a temporary shrine to a deity. And dedicate your bathing to them. Disrobe slowly. Fold your clothes neatly. As you get undressed, imagine that you aren't just removing your clothes. You're removing all your daily stress. Once in the shower, close your eyes and let warm water run over your face. Close your eyes is a, closing your eyes is a form of sensory deprivation, which alters your consciousness and slows your brain waves, which can help your body feel calm. Water running directly in your face triggers the mammalian dive reflex, an automatic response that slows our heart rate and breath in case we are about to go underwater and need to hold our breath. As the water runs over your body, imagine it is holy, sacred, and infused with a gentle golden light. Repeat the following mantra, either mentally or aloud. 
sacred water, wash away, wash away the stress of the day. Feel the warm water washing over your body. This is a form of grounding that connects you with your sense of touch. Focus on the sensation and delight in it while keeping your breathing slow and even. In through your nose, with the air going to your diaphragm, breathing through your nose and breathing into your diaphragm lets your body know you're safe and it is okay to relax. Take your time with the rest of the shower and do things that make you feel good. You might use a special body scrub or do a face mask. Whatever helps you feel relaxed and pampered. Repeat this spell whenever you've had a stressful day. The next spell that I want to share with you also came from the mental health spell book. And this is a blessing of Freya spell. This is to help you when you are in those depressed moments. The holidays can often come with depression, um, grief, loneliness, those types of things. And Freya is a traveler and someone who has experienced extreme grief and loneliness and longing. And she's the perfect companion for this depression spell. So I get that going for a big walk is the absolute last thing you feel like doing when you're depressed, but do whatever you need to do to make it possible to get out of the house, even if it means just committing to doing a lap around the block for five minutes. Doing the smallest thing is better than nothing, and make sure you celebrate any amount of walking you do. You will need weather-appropriate shoes and clothes, sun protection, drinking water, a device for listening to music and headset, optional but recommended, an offering of your choice for Freya that's easy to carry. She loves honey, pieces of amber, roses, chocolate, or mead. <coughs> Excuse me. Before the walk, prep yourself as you would for any other spell or ritual. You may even like to smudge or cleanse yourself with incense or set up an altar or shrine for Freya. At your altar or shrine, set your intention for your walk by stating it aloud. I highly recommend saying something like, Goddess Freya, walk with me in my sorrows and heal me with your power of love. You may also like to ask Freya for a sign on your walk that she is with you. Plan an absolutely rocking Freyalicious playlist. Music is a great way to connect with the goddess, and it has incredible healing powers. Whether you choose a playlist that gives you all the sad and sufferings, or you decide something more upbeat to connect with Freya's playful loving side, which you are trying to attract, connecting with music is a great depression coping strategy. On the walk. As you set out, walk with awareness. It doesn't matter if you're walking in nature, suburbia, or the city. Some of my most profound spirit and fairy interactions have happened in the oddest of places, including a public bus and in a small dingy pub. Magic is energy, and energies can be just as powerful in the city as they can in the forest. Pay attention to your environment. What plants are growing? What season is it? 
What color is the sky? What animals are about? How does the light and wind feel? What time of day or night is it? Have you seen, heard, or experienced anything that might feel like a sign from Freya for you? Keep an eye out for cats, especially gray ones, and roses. As you walk, connect as deeply as you can with the music. You may even like to visualize Freya walking beside you. Keep an eye out for a nice space to leave your offering to her. Make sure your offering is environmentally friendly. Please don't leave rubbish behind. As you place your offering, say, thank you, Freya, for your support today. Once you return home, write down your reflections from your walk. Did you experience any signs or anything that had meaning to you? How did you feel when you were walking and connecting with Freya? Afterwards, just congratulate yourself for taking the time to mindfully connect with your, with your spirit, with your mental health, with your physical health, with your whole person, with your whole self during this time that can be difficult. Please take care of yourself during the holiday season. If you are struggling and you need someone to talk to, I am always open. I always have an ear ready to listen. And I'm more than happy to support you or hold space for you during this time. Please reach out on my Facebook, Instagram, or shoot me an email. I'm, I'm happy to connect with you seriously anytime. And I really do hope that these tips and tricks help you have a really lovely holiday season. And until next time, blessed be.